Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. You know, my first relationship after my divorce was a, it was a nuclear bomb. Like it was a disaster across the board. Like terrible but i knew working through it i was like okay it would have been crazy for me to expect the next relationship that i got into after my divorce to be perfect like that's insane i i knew i had it in me that yeah it didn't go great it went terribly i still wake up every day i'm still fine i'm still me i don't i i don't need that person I I still am going to put one foot in front of the other and day after day, eventually I won't think about that all the time, you know, and I won't think about what a fucking disaster it was, (laughs) you know, I have that trust in myself. And I think that that's, I mean, it's definitely one of the things that I feel like anybody getting divorced is going to deal with in the first few months afterwards is, is finding that trust in themselves again. Yeah. Because they like, you know, what we talked about, they've, they've more than likely completely lost themselves. And there are a couple of things you have to do. And that's, you have to get to know yourself again, who you are without that other person. And you have to start to love yourself again and realize that you're important and have that trust in yourself that you did the right thing. What are you doing with the emotions? Like when you feel sad or when you want to cry, I know as a man, the thing that I dealt with the most is crying like i just i didn't have uh i didn't have a relationship to sadness i didn't understand it in that capacity because i had never loved anybody enough to want to marry them yeah so when it ended it was like fuck what is this right i I don't understand this it's a whole different kind of grief that you've never dealt with it's like it's like wearing a fucking cardigan and it's you know, and you're just like, I don't want to fucking wear a cardigan. Why, you can't Why is this happening? You're just like, uh-huh. fuck. Yep. Like, what do you do in that situation? What did you do? Well, I, I had a relationship with sadness very early on. <laughs> so um, I've lost a lot of people in my life. You know, I, I, it started with losing my dad at 10 months old. So loss was not something that I was unfamiliar with. Um, it, I do feel like it's very different when you lose someone that's still there, like then, you know, dealing with death as a loss, like that, that person, you're not going to run into them at the grocery store. Yeah. Whereas you might run into your ex at the grocery store. So that loss does look different. Um, I've always been a person that lets myself feel emotions. And sometimes that is to my peril. Um, I'm, I am an emotional being and I cannot, I cannot hide what I think on my face. I'm one of those people that you can look at me at all times and be like, Oh, she fucking hates that guy. Look at her face. <laughs> like, um, I eventually, no matter what, those feelings are going to come out. Yeah. You can try and shove them down as long as you want to, and you can try and hide them or hide from them they're going to come out. They're going to manifest in one way or another. 
And you, you would just be better off to just get it out of the way and deal with it when it happens. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, let the, let those emotions have their place. Like I, I wish to be honest with you, like when, when you say that you didn't know how to deal with that sadness because you would never love something that much and, you know, crying, everybody should cry. Like, first of all, crying is, is a, an actual physiological response. There's a reason for it, a chemistry reason for it in your body. Everyone has this, this perception that, you know, crying or being sad or whatever is just being emotionally weak. It's actually being incredibly, incredibly emotionally strong to cry. And it's a release. It's an actual physical release in your body that happens. So not knowing how to deal with that, just take that little bit of it with you. Like anybody that listens to this or anybody that watches it, any man that's like, I, you know, I had to cry. And, oh, that was weird. Like I've never experienced that. <laughs> it's no different than blowing your nose. Okay. like and if you don't do it you're gonna have a lot of boogers out there right like take take the shitty perception that everyone has that makes you weak now you know what i would much rather see a guy cry and actually release his emotions than see it all pent up to where he fucking blows up later in, in a different manner um you have to let your emotions out because eventually no matter what they're gonna come out and it may not be in the right manner if you hold them in, you know, I've seen that in a lot of people where, Oh, I, I'm not going to be emotional about anything. And 20 minutes later, they're over throwing a fucking temper tantrum in the corner. And you're like, you do understand that that's just because you didn't deal with any of this when it happened. It's all word vomiting out of you now all at one time. Yeah. So yeah, let them, let your emotions be. It's, they're going to be no matter what. Regardless, yeah, you can't say yeah. no, no, they're smarter than you are, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. I am, I'm happy that I have a new affinity for sadness. And when it, when it shows up, I just, you know, go to the store and get ice cream. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I am all for um, throwing all the money at Ben and Jerry's possible right now. Fuck yeah. Especially after the whole George Floyd <laughs> reporting. And, exactly. So uh, yeah. I encourage, I encourage all men to get sad and buy ice cream. It's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> I think I think it's wonderful. I I think that to me it shows, you know, it shows signs of a a person that's also interested in their own growth. You know, like you've you've embraced being able to be sad, and it's an emotion that wasn't in your repertoire before this. No, it was. It not. makes you an even more fully rounded person. Yeah. Being able to have that now. Well, I think that allowing it. Mm-hmm. And embracing it is what brought me to having this conversation and being able to speak to you. And it's just, it opens doors, but it's, you know, I have a saying, it's like, you can't have a breakthrough without a breakdown. Amen. It's just not going to happen. Nope. It's not going to happen. You're going to nope. be conformed and you're going to be relaxed and you're going you're gonna to live a, a, a regular life. But when you're uncomfortable, when you are discomforted, man, the you that comes out of that is like fire. Completely. Because you're never driven as hard as that moment. Like, like I said, I didn't want to wake up feeling shitty anymore. I was driven 
because nobody wants to feel bad. No. Nobody, whether it's sadness, whether it's for me, it was depression, anxiety. Nobody wants to feel uncomfortable. We, I've worked my entire life to try to figure out how to feel comfortable and what that looks like. And to, to wake up every day, you know, in a state of complete and utter anxiety and discomfort for, you know, a good solid year. It was the worst year of my life. You know, it was worse than when I went through my divorce. And you're right, the, the rebirth that comes from that, the things that you learn about yourself are, are things that you're never going to learn when things are eh, okay. Yeah. You know, you're only going to learn them when you're placed in that hot water and it's really, really, really bad. Yeah. Which leads me to the final question <laughs> of this amazing interview. If you had to do it again, would you do it? I do think I would. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, those pivotal years, I got to go through them with essentially my best friend. Um, while of course, yes, there was a sexual relationship to it. He was my favorite person to go do things with. You know, he was my favorite person to go see the band with. He was my favorite person to go to the music festival with. He was my favorite person to go to the grocery store with. And I got to have that person standing by my side during those years. And whereas some people would be like, oh, if you didn't, you'd be stronger. Well, I think I came out of it, the other end of it, pretty fucking strong. So um, I think that I went through some really pivotal things with him that I, I look back to those experiences and I'm glad that I don't have to go through them again, but I'm glad that I have those experiences in my chest of things that I've gone through in my life. You know, going through, seeing someone go through rehab um, is it's a very unique experience that I don't wish upon anyone, but I'm glad I'm glad that I went through it. It taught me a lot about compassion and a lot about understanding that you may have this person in your life that is the closest person to you. That doesn't mean you know shit about them. You don't know shit about what's going on inside of, of their head all the time. Um, and I don't think that my life would have turned out the way that it did. I, I think that the strength that I had to find um, propelled me to do things that I never expected that I would. And I think that I found a lot of that in getting divorced. So I'm, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for, for the fact that it happened also so early on in my life. And, you know, that was the conversation that he and I had. Like, we still have the rest of our lives in front of us to go and find what it is and who we're really supposed to be. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful for the entire, the entire thing, really. And I'm glad that I can look back at it that way. I'm glad that I'm not full of resentment and anger and hate. And I'm glad that we didn't walk away from it hating each other. That, that would have broken my heart more than anything. Um, 
so yeah, I would, um, I would have done it all again. Nice. All right. So let me, let me have you say something now. I'm done with the questions. There you are, right? You're 43 now. Mm-hmm. If you had the opportunity for 30 seconds to talk to that younger you, what would you say? Damn, that's a question. It's okay. <laughs> I would say trust yourself. Trust your gut feelings. Always be honest with yourself, no matter how hard it is. Strength inside of you. Oh, man, hold on. You froze. Fuck. This is the whole corona. Damn, corona <laughs> having to fucking interview people with the internet. Give me one more time because it, it just totally froze. And you're okay. Like, oh, um, right. So what would you say? I would say trust your guts always. Trust yourself. Believe in yourself. Um, but more than anything, you have a strength inside of you that will show itself when you need it the most and don't ever question that you have that inside of you. Don't ever, ever let anyone make you feel weak because you are, you have something in you that very, very few people have. That's probably not 30 seconds, but. <laughs> uh, hey, it worth the extra. If it, if it did go over, it's worth it. Um, you know, Misty, I, Thank you for being a yes to this conversation. It's really totally. important. And thank you for, for just being raw and real. It's, it's something that, that not only was it appreciated, I just, I just want to acknowledge you for the courage that it took yeah. to create the rest of your life in a moment where you had no tools to do it. And, you know, your last words are perfect. Trust yourself. Yeah, There's absolutely. No better advice that you can give to somebody. So well, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I um. I hope that people get something out of this because I, I wish when I had been going through this that I would have had something like this to watch, you know, yeah. other people's experiences. That's how we learn. Yeah. When we see our, our own humanity in other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So guys and gals, that was Misty and in all her essence, uh, make sure to see everything and hear everything that she has said. Like there was just gold everywhere. So you got to mine it. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm going to challenge you right now. If it made a difference. Reach out and tell somebody. It really does make a difference.